Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from 1 Kings 19. And the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. This is God's word. Certain Sunday mornings for a preacher mean trying to thread a needle. That is very difficult to thread. This is one of those Sundays because what I had intended to preach on 1 Kings 19 several days ago is not exactly how I'm going to approach things today. Because it is right and fitting that we reflect as the church on what happened on Friday with the Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade. And I realize that this treads on talking about politics from the pulpit. And I know that's distasteful for some. Um, And I, I agree that there need to be some cautions from the pulpit when we speak this way. But I've also, the last couple years especially, helped try to encourage and get us to see that what really politics is, is just us talking about how we live together. That's what the word politics means. And that is good for Christians to do. And as we even heard St. Paul reiterate in our epistle for today, the law of God is summarized in the words, love your neighbor. And that's what we do as the church. And politics is in part involved in how we love our neighbor. And because we especially need to love and care for the weakest and most vulnerable of our neighbors, our Redeemer is a congregation, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We, we uphold the value of life from its conception to natural death. And that's a hard message to speak these days. And it makes some uncomfortable when we speak that way. People say things about the church like, we only care about births, we don't care about the mothers who are impacted, or other people or other lives, we only care about unborn people. And certainly, the church needs to speak about being better at how we care for women, how we care for others in need. Sometimes that's a fair comparison, but the church cares for every single human life, and we don't negate that by pitting one against the other. Now, the challenge of talking about this today is that the job of the church, and this is the thing I wrestle with, is that it's my job on Sunday morning to not get up in the pulpit and talk about politics, even though sometimes they necessarily intersect with us as our, in our Christian life. The job of the church is to proclaim the gospel, is proclaim Christ for sinners. And we don't want to depart from that, but 
I think we can see, and I think this actually this reading from 1 Kings perfectly helps us navigate this, that we can speak about how God values every single life. The unborn child and the mother who carries it. The post-abortive mother who's already hurting or may be comfortable and secure in her decision. How it speaks to those of us who are on different sides of different issues, those of us who are eager to speak and be vocal, those of us who are more reticent and concerned, those of us who just aren't sure how to proceed. I think all of it is put into perfect context for us. In 1 Kings 19. Because it reveals something to us about how God works. And it inspires a level of humility in you and me as the people of God. I relate to Elijah in this text who feels threatened. Who feels alone. Who feels like he's on one side against a current that's threatening to overwhelm him. And that's why he's hiding in a cave. The Lord would have him out there speaking the word of the Lord and he's in hiding. Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah, his answer could be, Lord, what do you think I'm doing here? I've been jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. The people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets the sword, and even I only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. What am I doing here, Lord? What do you think I'm doing here? So the Lord tells him to go stand on the mount, and the Lord passes by. And then we're told that there's a great strong wind that tears the mountain and breaks in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. How did God choose to appear and make himself known to Elijah? Elijah with his life on the line, could have used a wind or an earthquake or a fire, but instead what he got from the Lord was something small and gentle and unassuming. A low whisper. And at that, Elijah heard it. It says he wrapped his face in his cloak, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And so the book of 1 Kings reiterates for us how God has a way of making himself known to us, his people, in small, seemingly insignificant, humble, gentle ways. When you think about it, That's what we as the church have always understood. 
You do not need Holy Scripture to affirm that all life is precious and that life begins at conception, but Scripture does indeed support it. For our Lord Jesus himself, of course, took on the smallest and most humblest of forms. He became a human. Born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, as we confess in the Creed. God, there, in the weakest and frailest and most humble of forms, but also God nonetheless. God, with all of his power and all of his might and all of his majesty, contained there in a tiny zygote that grew and lived and dwelt among us, but God there nonetheless. In what we see to be weak and frail, and sometimes by some insignificant. You know, when God uses a thing, we say that he sanctifies it. He makes it holy. Because he uses it for his purpose. But this God who appeared to Elijah in a whisper and who appears in what seems to be weak and insignificant and humble and powerless actually shows that he is still powerful and mighty to rule and reign over all things. He reminded Elijah, go return on your way. You're going to anoint Hazael to be king and Jehu to be king. You're going to anoint Elisha to be the prophet who will follow in your place. I'm going to use the sword to bring justice into the land and punish those who do evil. In other words, Elijah, you will not be alone. I am still at work, even when it seems like everything around you is falling apart. And let's be honest, church, as we now navigate how to go forward as the church, that we who honor and uphold life, we cannot fall prey into the pitting ourselves one against another mindset that is so easy. Because there indeed are women who feel helpless, who feel like they have no place to go, like they have no options. Those feelings are, are real and they, they do exist. So what do we as the church do? We as the church, we love our neighbor. Right? We love that mom just as we love that baby. And we have the most beautiful message of all that no matter how weak, how helpless, how broken you feel, no matter how hard your circumstance seems right now, God is there. And he is at work, actually accomplishing his will through crosses, actually accomplishing his will by revealing his power in the weakest moments. God does not cease 
to be among us because we struggle, because things seem hopeless, because things seem difficult, no matter what your circumstance is. This is the beauty of all of this. Is this doesn't just speak to people in the middle of an unplanned pregnancy, but to every single person who lives in this broken, fallen world who sees that there is evil around us and wickedness afoot and we sense it within us no matter where we are, no matter how. It seems that life is trampling us down no matter how, like Elijah, it seems that we are threatened. The God who speaks in low whispers says, I am here. And I always have been. It is essentially a low whisper that we come forward to the altar to receive this day. The same God who took on the flesh of a baby in the womb of his mother takes on bread and wine to come to you, to deliver you, to forgive you, to rescue you. And to fill you with the Spirit of God that we may live, as Paul reminds us in Galatians 5, by that fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'll tell you those things perhaps today. Maybe they seem farther than they've ever been. And yet the Jesus who gives those things to us by his Spirit is just as close as he's always been. Revealing his power, even in whispers. Elijah was asked, what are you doing here by the Lord? What are you doing here, dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ? Oh, we all come from different circumstances in our lives, we're all going to return to different circumstances as we leave. Our lives are not all the same. They're not all ordered and they don't all fit together nicely. It's why we struggle together as a body of believers. It's why it's hard to wrestle with things like this in this moment. But we come here united by this. We all are beaten down by sin. We all are broken. And the same Jesus who sanctifies human life, he regards you as holy and precious. And you come here to be reminded of that. That Jesus makes you holy. The blood he sheds for you gives you worth and value. He places his holy, precious blood upon you. Though you might not see it, though the circumstances of life may cloud your vision and your eyes of faith from seeing that today or other days, he remains there nonetheless that low whisper that comes to you. That's why God is here. To feed us, 
and equip us. It is indeed, dear fellow children of the Heavenly Father, it is indeed a challenging world we walk back into. That was true before Friday and it remains true today. Know this day that Jesus is in it. He is powerful. And that you are here to receive him. And you go forth to proclaim him to the world that needs it as much as ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.